0: Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Resurrection Sunday to each of you. We're so glad that you could be with us here today. And for those uh, watching online or maybe watching later on in the week, thank you as well for uh, for joining us. We trust that uh, the hope of Jesus will burn brightly in your hearts uh, today. Uh, we've, as mentioned earlier in the service, as the kids came up and presented their I am statements that was specific to them, um, we have been journeying through these I am statements of Jesus and today the I am statement as you can see from the screen is I am the resurrection and the life. And when you think about resurrection, in in the days that Jesus lived, people had all sorts of views and ideas and opinions about what resurrection actually looked like. Uh, Some people thought about resurrection that would happen just at the end of time. Some people thought about resurrection that could happen uh, currently. There was all sorts of views and thoughts and ideas and philosophies about uh, resurrection. But this statement that Jesus made, I am the resurrection and the life, came from an interaction that he had with a family uh, that was named Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, three siblings that were together, and and they were friends of Jesus. And Lazarus became sick, and he actually passed away. And so they sent word to Jesus and asked Jesus to come so that they could... so that he could heal Lazarus. But Jesus actually ended up getting there after Lazarus had passed away. And so when Jesus got into the area, Martha, Lazarus's sister and Jesus's friend came running to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you had been here, if you were here and not far away, my brother Lazarus would still be alive. That was a pretty big claim there that she was making. But look at Jesus' response. He told Martha, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. So here you can see right away Martha's idea of resurrection. Martha had this idea and this was actually a Jewish idea of resurrection at the time was that it would happen at the end when the end of days would take place and at the end of the world there would be a large resurrection of everyone not a single resurrection of one person here or one person there, but at the end, there'd be a large resurrection. This was a Jewish understanding of resurrection at the time. Uh, Some of the, the, the Greeks and the Greek philosophy at the time, they didn't really even value the body. So they actually valued the soul and the spirit more than the body. So you talk to them about resurrection, they're like, who cares about resurrection? The body's not really that important. More importantly is the soul and the spirit. But Jesus, after this, goes on to make a huge claim, a huge statement that was life transforming for the people there until today for us. He says in the next verse, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying a complete change in worldview here, a complete change in the picture of resurrection. Jesus now says it's not all about at the end of times, but he says, if you believe in me, you will still live even after dying. Now this was crazy. This was unheard of. This was something totally different. This was a different worldview than Martha actually had. And Jesus is asking Martha, do you believe this? Eventually, Jesus went on to actually uh, heal Lazarus or raise him from the dead. He called out. They told him to open the tomb and he called out Lazarus and Lazarus came back from the grave, from being dead. Lazarus came back to life. This was unbelievable. This was, this was something that they had not seen before. This was life changing for many of those people that saw this happen. Now, you put yourself in Lazarus's shoes. What would you do? If you were dead and you came back to life, what would you be thinking? Well, I got a new lease on life. I got a second chance. I got another opportunity. I was dead and now I'm alive again. What am I going to do? I think Lazarus's whole perspective, outlook, worldview, intentions, desires, all of those things were probably radically changed and transformed because the man was dead and now he's alive. It was, if I was in Lazarus' shoes, I don't know what I would have done in that situation, and how my decisions and how my desires and how I would wanna live the rest of my life would be totally different. In many ways, Lazarus was born again. In many ways, Lazarus had a new lease on life, a fresh start. Friends, you might be here today, and you might be going through trials and difficulties Hardships, sadness, oppression, and all sorts of things that you might be facing. Financial difficulties, family problems, health issues. Would you like a new lease on life? Would you like a fresh start? Would you like a new beginning? Like Lazarus got? Well, there was a man during Jesus' days. He came, he was a teacher of the law. And he came to Jesus to talk to him. Because he saw that he was a teacher that that taught many important and deep things. And he saw that he was different from all the other teachers. His name was Nicodemus. And he came to Jesus to talk to him. And and Jesus said something to Nicodemus that was very difficult for him to comprehend and understand. It's in John chapter 3. Jesus tells Nicodemus this. I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And this was strange for Nicodemus to be able to think, hold on, I need to be born again? Look at what he says in the next verse. He says, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? It seems like it's something so weird and difficult. But what Jesus is talking about here is about a fresh beginning, a new start where the old has gone and the new has come. The, the, the old life has been put to death and there's newness of life that comes. It sounds like a resurrection, doesn't it? When the old is taken away, the, the, the old way of living is gone. In many ways, this is similar to sort of what Lazarus might've been feeling. I had another life one before I died. Now I have a new lease on life. Now I have a new opportunity. Now I have a new vision of life. How am I going to live differently? And so Jesus tells Nicodemus, you need to be Born again. You need to be transformed. You need a new lease on life. You need to be changed. In this season of my life, I'm, I'm doing a lot of reading. I read about four or five books a day. And I know you're thinking, wow, Daniel, where'd you find the time to do that? I read some very popular books. Imp- you probably read a few of them Itsy Bitsy Spider, <laughs> um, That's Not My Bunny. <laughs> Dr. Zeus, ABCs. I read so many. For those that don't know, I have a, almost a year and a half old son. And, you know, we, we go through so many books. He has his own bookshelf, and he, he pulls out all of these books, and we read them. There's one book that he likes to read. Well, there's a few that he likes to read that we read over and over again. Um, but there's this one book that he loves to read called uh, The Hungry Caterpillar. Anyone here read that book? You've probably read some of the books I've read, right? Yeah, most of you probably have. The hungry caterpillar. And in the story of the hungry caterpillar, the hungry caterpillar, day one, he eats some fruit. Day two, he eats some more. Day three, he eats some more. Come to day six and eats through all sorts of junk food, and he has a big tummy ache. And the next day, he eats through a leaf. And then he goes into his cocoon. And then he's transformed. And the next day, he comes, or the next week, he comes out as a beautiful butterfly a beautiful butterfly. In many ways, that's a new beginning. The old has gone, and the new has come. Friends, how many here, you want a new beginning? Let me tell you, Easter 2023 can be a new beginning for you. Easter 2023 can be a fresh start for you. You can put the old away and start anew. Would you like to know how journey with me through a few things? Number one is the problem of sin. Turn to the person next to you and say the problem of sin. Right. The problem of there is a big problem with sin. The first step in a renewal, the first step in being born again, the first step in understanding that we can have a fresh and new start with the Lord is to acknowledge sin in our life, there is a problem, the problem of sin, right? The problem is sin, okay? In, in the book of um, Romans, sorry, Romans chapter 3, verse, let me go back. Romans 3, verse 23, for everyone has sinned and falls short of God's glorious standard. For all of us, you and me, we've all made mistakes, We have pride and anger and jealousy and there's lying and all sorts of things that can come. And friends, the first step in this transformation, the first step in this newness of life, the first step in coming close to Jesus is the acknowledgement that the problem is sin. The problem is sin in our life. And we have to realize that we have sinned and fall short of God's glory. The next verse here, it says, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. Here again, the penalty of our sin. There's a problem here and that's sin. There's a penalty here and that's sin. But through Jesus, we can have newness of life. The verse after that says this, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. This is what we talked about uh, a couple of days ago on Good Friday. Good Friday, we talk about how Jesus died on the cross for our sin, how he took our punishment. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life by shedding his blood. Friends, today we have to acknowledge that there's sin. There's sin in our life. There's faults. There's failures in us. That's the first step. And the second thing is to understand the punishment is death. The problem is sin. The punishment is death. Now that sounds pretty, pretty uh, intense, doesn't it? Right? That sounds pretty harsh. But that's what the word of God says. The problem is sin. The punishment is death. And the word of God says this. For the wages of sin is Death. The penalty of sin is death. The punishment of sin is death. We all have sinned. And so guess what that means? We all deserve death. But remember, there's some hope here as well. Remember the I am statement that we're looking at? I am the resurrection and the life. That is completely polar opposite from death, right? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The problem is sin. The punishment is death, but the pathway is Jesus. The problem is sin, the punishment is death, but the pathway is Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, the pathway is Jesus. Jesus. No you didn't say it like that. The pathway is Jesus. You have to say it with that. You really believe it. And there's some excitement that's there. Yeah. Otherwise, it seems like a pretty boring. The pathway is Jesus. <laughs> pretty boring. I don't know if I want to walk down that pathway. But I'm telling you, the pathway is Jesus. This is the message of Easter. This is the message of the gospel. The problem is sin. The punishment is death. But the pathway is Jesus, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Friends, if you're here today and you're burdened with sin, you're burdened with anxiety, with stress, with isolation, with fear, with whatever you might be holding on to. Maybe there's fights in your family and fights at work and struggles here and struggles there. Come to Jesus he can give you hope because as we just saying, Christ, our hope in life and in death, the problem is sin. The punishment is death, but the pathway is Jesus. We have hope through that. We can come to him. We have the opportunity at the end of our our service today. Our prayer team is going to be at the front here. And if, if the spirit of the Lord is moving upon your heart or if there's something within you that's saying, I need to come to Jesus, I need a new beginning. I need for Easter 2023 to be a distinct turning point in my life where the old has gone and the new has come that you want that transformation from that caterpillar to a butterfly to be born again. I want to encourage you to come forward after the service is over and talk to one of our prayer team members and and allow them to pray with you because we want to be able to take that step to newness of life. The problem is sin. The punishment is death. The pathway is Jesus. And the purpose is love. Why, Why did Jesus do all of this? Why did God send his son It's the purpose behind all of this. You might be wondering, this sounds too good to be true. You mean the free gift of eternal life? I can just come to Jesus and he'll help me? The reason behind that is so critical and it's so important. The purpose is love. In John chapter 3, probably one of the most famous Bible verses, you've probably heard it before. It says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Can you read that verse with me? It's on the screen here. Let's read that together because it's such a powerful and meaningful verse. Let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Friends, this is what God does for us, not for any other reason, but for love. He loves you. He loves you. The, the, the problem is sin. The punishment is death. The pathway is Jesus, but the purpose of all of this is love. His deep, eternal, unselfish love for you displayed in dying on the cross For you, that love is here today. That love can touch you and change you and transform you. Have you ever seen someone that's fallen in love? They End up doing some crazy things sometimes, (laughs) right? But that's what love can do. It'll cause us to lay down our life for someone else. And it's what caused Jesus to lay down his life for you and for me. That great eternal love. The problem is sin, the punishment is death, the pathway is Jesus, the purpose is love, and the prescription is grace. The prescription is grace. The thing that God gives to help us, the thing that God allows to come into our lives, it's grace. It's God's unmerited favor. Friends, we can't do anything to earn his forgiveness. We can't do anything that to, to earn a place in heaven. We can't do anything to say, I'm worthy of what Jesus has done for me. No, there's nothing like that. It is his unmerited favor, his love for you, his free gift to you. It is his grace that comes to our our hearts and changes our lives. Paul says it like this in the book of Ephesians in him. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. The prescription is grace. That's what he gives to us. If he wants to prescribe something to help you in your situation, you are downcast. You are heavy loaded with sin. You are burdened. You don't know what to do. The prescription that he gives is Grace. I send my grace to you. I pour my grace upon you. I give you my grace so you can respond to the message of the gospel. God gives his grace freely. Friends, taste of God's grace today. The problem is sin. The punishment is death. The pathway is Jesus. The purpose is love. The prescription is grace. And the plan is healing. The plan is healing. See, God had in his mind all along the devil thought that he had the victory on Good Friday. The devil thought, I got the Son of God, I've nailed him to the cross, that's it, story's over, I have the victory. No. The plan all along from the very beginning was healing for you and for me was reconciliation between us and God was a restoration in our relationship with him. He is looking to holistically heal us, body, soul, and spirit, and restore us into a pure, holy, and lasting relationship with him. He died on the cross to bring healing to our lives. Friends, if you're hurting today, if you're in pain today, if you are heartbroken today, if you feel far away and alienated from God, God wants to heal that and bring you back to him to reconcile you to himself. Look at what it says here in first Peter. He himself bore our sins. He, he took our sins on the cross. He took that weight as we heard on Friday. He took that weight upon himself in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. He wants to bring healing to you. He desires to bring healing to you. Friends come to Jesus. He is that pathway. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection and life. He wants to fill your body, your spirit, your soul with resurrection power and bring health and healing to you spiritually, emotionally, relationally, physically, in every way. He died on the cross to bring us healing. And lastly, the promise is victory. The promise is victory. Turn to the person beside you and say, the promise is, and say it like you believe it, the promise is victory. The promise is victory. When Jesus died on the cross and when he rose again, this is the story of Easter Sunday. This is the story of Resurrection Sunday, that the promise that he gives to us is victory in our lives. Look at what he says here in Hebrews. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, by Jesus's death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And free those who all their lives were held enslaved by their fear of death. Friends, if you're scared today of death, if the devil has gotten a hold of you and brought you into oppression, there is victory in the name of Jesus. The promise is victory. The promise for you today is victory because Christ is our life. He is our hope in life and in death. Oh, on that day, death was arrested. And Christ rose again. The same thing, friends, he can do in your life today. That he can bring, he is the resurrection and the life, and he can bring resurrection life to you. He can destroy the fear of death. He can destroy the works of the enemy, and he can set you free. He can bring victory and deliverance into your life. Whatever you might be struggling with today, whatever you might be going through today, Jesus can give you that victory. Do you remember all the steps? The problem is sin. What's the next one? The punishment is death. The pathway is Jesus. The purpose is love. The prescription is grace. The what? The plan is healing. And the last one, which I think is one of the best ones, the victory is? The promise is? Victory. I'm jumping ahead to victory here. The promise is? Victory. Friends, this is the message of the gospel. This is the message of Jesus. This is the story of why Jesus came. He arrested death. And arose again to newness of life. And he can do the same for you. He can destroy the fear of death. He can eliminate all oppression. And as our children were up here displaying, he can give you new life so that you can say, I am saved. I am chosen. I am a child of God. I am victorious. I am healed. I am an overcomer. We can confess what Jesus says about us because of what he has done for us. I want to close with a story of a man named Riez. Riez was not his real name, but true story. He was a... Uh, an ISIS member, killing people, battling against people. One day he came into contact with a Christian agency and he started talking with them and he was very antagonistic and very uh, hostile towards them. But these Christian missionaries would share the love of Jesus with him. And he was very scared because he knew as being part of ISIS, he, he thought there's no way out of this. And after conversation, after conversation, finally he decided and he said, I think I need to commit my life to Christ to be a follower of his. And so he did that on one conversation with some of these people from this organization. They didn't hear from him after that. Three weeks later, they get a text message from Riaz's phone that says, I have killed Riaz because I found out that he went to Christianity. Muad signed. He paid with his life because he decided to be a follower of Jesus. And that's tough and that's difficult. But if our hope is in Christ beyond this life, then there is an opportunity to be with Jesus forever and ever few months pass, and they get a message from the same phone. Uh, Sorry, they get a message from a a man named Muad, which they think is the same person. And he says, I'm part of ISIS. I've killed so many people. Is this really the way? And he starts this conversation with the same uh, organization, the same agency, the same people. And is this really the way? Again, very antagonistic and very, very uh, combative. And he shares what, what, what he's done in his past. And little by little, as they start to share with him, and he starts to read some of the gospel, and he, he reads about Jesus. He reads about the story of Jesus and how Jesus loves and doesn't hate. How Jesus forgives. And how Jesus tells even others to love your enemies, not to kill them. And so he, he, his heart is being softened. His heart is being moved. And he was, he, he was advised to read through the Gospel of Matthew. And so he gets the Gospel of Matthew and he reads through the whole Gospel of Matthew. And then he calls back and he says, I think I need to give my heart to the Lord. And I want to read you what he says. He said this, After reading the Gospel of Matthew and listening to what you shared with me, I have decided to commit my life to Jesus. After praying, I felt that I was born again, newness of life transformed by Jesus, new beginnings, fresh start. The old has gone. The new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He says, I felt that I was born again and filled with a great sense of joy and peace. I have never experienced this before in my entire life. Worship team. I've never experienced this before in my entire life. Friends, you can experience that today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that is the God of new beginnings for Lazarus, the same God that is the God of new beginnings for Nicodemus, can be the same God of new beginnings for you. As we come to Him, As we take that pathway that he's laid out for us, he can change our life. Can I encourage you today in whatever situation or life circumstance that you're in, there is hope in Jesus. There is a new beginning in Jesus. Give him a chance and see what he will do. Today on Resurrection Sunday, as we remember Jesus rising again from the dead, remember that he is the resurrection and life. He can breathe life into you. He can breathe resurrection power into you. He can change your situation and circumstance that looks like dire, forgotten, dreaded, even to the point of death. He can change all of that around and bring newness of life because that is what he does. Let's all stand today and let's sing to the Lord.